They did it. They finally did it. This week, Apple started pushing out its newest operating system, iOS 14.5. But while new OSs are usually notable for new features that they add, this Apple release is memorable for what it does not have. Apple's new system eliminates the ability for mobile apps to track your data without your permission. In this edition of Commerce Code, who can you trust with your data? I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on April 30th. This is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. Trust. Ask any business person and they will tell you that if your consumers don't trust you, you won't be in business for very long. For example, if you're a restaurant and you're not honest on your menu about what ingredients are in your food, well, customers won't buy from you. That logic has been true and common sense in business for a very long time. But with one exception, that exception is the technology industry. In numerous consumer studies by SurveyMonkey and other reputable researchers, tech companies, including Facebook and TikTok, they consistently score dead last in terms of customer trustworthiness, especially around the use of personal data. Yet these companies, despite their lack of trust, have been hugely successful with these very same consumers. Facebook alone has 2.8 billion users with a B. But is that all starting to change? Apple, the world's most valuable tech company, seems to think so. Apple believes that trust and privacy go hand in hand. The company also believes they've built a better mousetrap that can deal a severe blow to its rivals at Facebook and Google. And that's why the company this week pushed out a new operating system that hands control of personal data back to consumers. Starting with their new OS, the default settings are that apps cannot track a consumer's data without the consumer's permission. And it turns out that it's not just Apple that believes privacy and consumer control are important. A whole new breed of fintech data companies have sprung up that offer enhanced control and privacy for that most important type of personal data financial data. On the show today, we speak with the CTO of Pentadata, a Silicon Valley-based startup that can access all of a consumer's financial data. But then they let that same consumer control which apps they share that data with. Dr. Pietro Grandinetti is their CTO, and he's an expert in APIs and financial data. Full disclosure here, Pentadata is a DCA member company and was spun out of DCA back in 2019. Pietro, welcome to the Commerce Code. You are the Chief Technology Officer of Pentadata. We've been hearing a lot about how fintech companies are involved in data. Plaid is probably one of the most famous examples. They just did a financing for $13.5 billion, but who's counting? $13.5 billion valuation, and they were supposed to be acquired by Visa, but the Department of Justice called that off. 
Why is financial data such a hot commodity in fintech and digital commerce right now? Yes. So data and especially big data has been a huge asset for every IT company for the past two or three decades. So in this sense, there is no difference. Data is also a big IT asset in in digital commerce. However, unlike in other application domains, data is, is very hard to get in fintech. And that is, in my opinion, what makes it so much valuable. And it's so hard for, for very good reasons, I think, mainly privacy-related reasons. And maybe should have been always so hard. <laughs> but when it wasn't, there were well-known examples of misusage of the data. With time, I think they led to a general skepticism towards data companies. But this is like this is bad for everyone, for us and for the consumers as well. So data is an important asset when it's well used. And in fintech, we should be very careful, especially when it's about privacy. Yeah, you actually anticipated my next question, which is about privacy. You know, one of the things many consumers worry about is not being able to maintain the privacy of their data, especially their financial data. But I would say more generally, even just commerce data, it's such a big issue that most recently, the uh, most valuable company in the world, Apple, has started presenting itself as a privacy company as a way of driving competitive advantage against companies like Google and Facebook that maybe are perceived by consumers as less privacy sensitive. For your platform at Pentadata, how do you manage privacy and consumer control of financial data? Yeah, thanks for this question. So there are already several approved standards. And when I say approved, I don't mean by one or even more than one of, of these companies. It means approved by consumers associations and super parties organizations. As a matter of fact, some of these standards are set by the, by the Digital Commerce Alliance which we're part of. So how do we guarantee privacy and, and consumer control of, of their financial data? In one sentence, we follow these standards. And then at the practical level, we only collect the data from financial institutions we partner with if we have a very explicit consent from the person the data is about. Your next question is what's very explicit? Basically, it must be easy to understand and it must say what data is collected and for what use cases. And on top of that, consumers can instantly opt out from data collection in a very straightforward way via our website, which is basically as simple as switching a toggle off. Wow, it seems really easy to use. And I kind of wonder why other companies haven't do this. I think there's so much behind the scenes in digital commerce that consumers don't know about when it comes to how their data is being used. It sounds like at Penadata, you've made it really, really simple and transparent. How does your platform work differently than other companies that are also in this space that maybe have been around longer, companies like Plaid or Mint? How is the Penadata platform different? Yeah, so what we do is to enable financial apps developers and the product manager to access their user data when they have the consent. And the way we do it is to partner with financial institutions as well as merchants to collect the data through the appropriate channels. So in other words, we don't harvest data, we instead pay for it. And this is the first big difference. And then we don't really keep this data. You know, we don't have files with this data. We just elaborate it, producing some metadata so the last can be used, again, if consent is given. And we provide consumers with better value such as better discounts at certain stores. And so this is the artificial intelligence part of what we do, which is very central in what we do. And then, like I already mentioned, we have a direct connection with consumers 
in the sense that they are given the option to opt out from data collections at any time and in a very straightforward way. And these, I believe, is a third very important difference. Really sounds like you put the consumer at the center and in control, which is unique. And I, and I like that as a consumer, to be absolutely candid with you. The other flip side, which is really interesting you talked about, is you're actually buddies with the banks and financial institutions, which is actually a really different model. Fascinating, Pietro. As you look forward, you work with a lot of big tech companies that are your data providers. You also work with big tech companies and apps that are your customers. So you're in the middle of all this. What do you see as the biggest single opportunity for fintech and fintech apps right now? So the biggest single opportunity, I think that is to have people's trust. And it's definitely possible because people today are very well informed. To have their trust is a very big opportunity. They are able to understand what's going on with their data these days. Yeah, that's very philosophical answer. Yeah, trust. And do you feel like, and do you see this from your customers that consumers have less trust in their apps, less trust in their financial institutions, less trust in that their data is being handled correctly? Yes, but also when I think about myself, I'm very careful when I have to give consent. So yeah, I definitely see that in our customers. Really great insight. You heard it here first, listeners. Uh, Trust is the biggest driver of digital commerce. And actually, you're the first CTO we've ever had on the show. So for our listeners on the podcast who are curious about it and may not know, what exactly does the CTO of a fintech company do? So... In general, a CTO oversees the technical infrastructure and the development of a company. Now, in a fintech case, this is practically everything from software and architecture projects to the security of the data and the security of the computing environment, as well as planning and executing the work that's done with the financial institutions that are partners of the company. Sounds like a great job and very technical. You might need like a PhD or something for that, right? I think you do have a PhD, right, Pietro? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to call you Doc or something like that. But Pietro, I want to thank you for a really great interview and really your thoughtful answers to your questions. It was a real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Silvia, for inviting me. That's Dr. Pietro Grandinetti, the Chief Technology Officer for Pentadata. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on financial data and privacy. Today on the show, we grappled with a really challenging topic, privacy of financial data. And over the last few months, we've been talking a lot on the show about commerce with a conscience. The through line that connects these two topics comes down to one word, trust. We may be entering a new age of tech and digital commerce, where consumers are increasingly in the driver's seat and have much, much more control and transparency around their data, especially their financial data. In short, we may be entering a new period when consumers can begin to trust their apps and digital commerce providers once again. And that, my friends, is a very, very good thing. If you want to learn more about the latest trends in financial data and privacy, check out our website at www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. 
For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.